The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Well, good morning. Tim Decker here with you. Uh, sounds like we got a little feedback there, Tori. Um, if you can fix that, I appreciate it. Thank you. Let me give you the phone numbers. If you uh, would like to reach me here, you can reach me at 717-540-0580. That's 717 717- Five four zero zero five eighty, and anywhere else toll free. It's eight hundred seven two four fifty eight zero one. Again, that's eight hundred seven two four fifty eight zero one. Or you can shoot me an email here live during the show by emailing ffradio at comcast dot net. That's ffradio at comcast dot net. Uh, Tori, we still have that feedback on here so uh, if you can address that i would appreciate it very much it's trying to uh trying to talk here on the radio hearing yourself back as an echo is a challenging experience uh, for those of you who've never had the unfortunate experience there we go thanks tori i appreciate it well it's been said, and I must concur, that this bull market that we have been seeing for years now, again, depending upon how you define what a bull market is, but many are defining this as the longest bull market in history, is probably the most hated bull market that we've ever seen. What do I mean by that? Well, what we know is when they look at the data out there, most individuals, as well as many institutional investors, have not remained or have not been fully invested in line with your personal goals, in line with your personal financial plan throughout this time period. And thus, many of you, many of you have missed out on these, on this fact fabulous advance if you rewind back to march 2009 march 9th 2009 when the markets here in the u.s bottomed out since that time the dow uh, was roughly around 6,500, and now we again continue to make record highs up around 27,000. what an advance and throughout the last several months, throughout the last several years, you have heard commentators, so-called experts, so-called gurus, telling people that they need to stay on the sideline or reduce their exposure because the market is has to come down any day now. 
And these individuals who have unfortunately succumbed to this uh, failing advice, as it has been many, many times going back for decades, many individuals and, as I said, institutions have, as a result of their choice, remember, ultimately how you invest how much you have in stocks, how much you have in bonds, what investment vehicles you use, what strategy you employ. Ultimately, it comes down to one thing. That is your choice, which means ultimately you are responsible. It was Jason Zweig of the Wall Street Journal who said it very well. In the world of investing, you get what you deserve. In other words, depending upon the choices that you make, the outcome is going to be as a result of all of those little choices combined together, and they do have a cumulative impact on the ultimate returns that you will or will not enjoy. I mean, all you have to do is, if you, if you don't believe me, as it pertains to how investors end up hurting themselves, again, either by uh, your own attitude or be believing or working with financial advisors who unfortunately attempt to reallocate your portfolios based upon pure speculation slash gambling, which is essentially what is taking place. When you or any advisor that you work with or that you listen to, when any allocations are made subject to what is going on in the economy, subject to what the Federal Reserve is uh, going to be doing with interest rates, which as, as all signs show uh, this week, uh, I'm sure we will hear the announcement, well, not sure, the consensus is that the Federal Reserve probably will increase interest rates again. And there's, again, the consensus is they will increase interest rates again in December. If you or your advisor make any changes to your portfolios subject to what is going on as a result of the Federal Reserve, subject to what's going on in the economy, subject to what's going on overseas, subject to what's going on politically with the midterms coming up. If you make any changes as a result of those variables, I'm here to tell you that you are being very unwise and the evidence and the data shows that, accept it or not, that's nothing more than an attempt at market timing. Have you ever heard the phrase tactical asset allocation? That's nothing more than market timing in disguise. Essentially, it sounds so appealing, but the strategy is truly nothing more than dangerous speculating. Tactical asset allocation is simply adjusting your allocations between stocks, bonds, cash, whatever investments you have, but adjusting your allocations as a reaction or anticipation 
of what you or the advisor that you're paying believes current market environments will look like. In other words, well, due to the fact that interest rates are going to be going up by the Federal Reserve and with the midterm elections coming up, there's a lot of uncertainty out there which causes us as your portfolio manager and financial advisor, our research suggests that we should, and thus we will, decrease our allocations to large cap U.S. stocks, and we will be going more defensive by holding more defensive type of stocks, as well as increasing our exposure to perhaps some alternative investments, maybe even that will include gold, and also some bonds. Now, that, doesn't, that, doesn't that sound so smart and appealing? Well, what sounds smart, what feels good, because of the way our brains are wired as human beings, in the world of investing, most often, most often, what feels good ultimately comes at a price. Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to pick right back up. We have a lot of things to cover. Are you invested the way you should be? How do you know if you are or you aren't? There is a simple answer. When we come back from the break, I'll let you know what that is. Give me a call if you have anything you'd like to discuss with me. You can reach me here at 717-540-0580 or toll-free 800-724-5801 or shoot me a quick email here ffradio at comcast.net that's ffradio at comcast.net uh, if you're going to call or email i urge you to do sooner rather than later because we invariably end up not being able to get to everyone we'll be right back sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor this is your financial show, Central PA, Financial Freedom on WHP 580. Once again, here's Tim. Welcome back. Saturday morning here in South Central Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thank you very much for making this program part of your Saturday morning. I will do my very best to provide you with hopefully some nuggets that will be able to to be applied to your personal finances and uh, a little bit here a little bit there over time all these things can add up so much of being a successful investor has to do with again not just doing the right thing but so much of it is staying away from all of the landmines that exist out there and believe me the majority the vast majority of all of the financial things that you read, that you're told, come out of a foundation of marketing. Attempt, attempts to capture your attention, engage your attention, and then ultimately lead you down paths that in most instances are not designed to provide you with the ultimate experience, but unfortunately, Wall Street and brokers and most advisors uh, are very, very well trained at learning how to transfer money from the, uh, your pockets to their pockets. And that's why it's so obvious when you, when you again look at the evidence, the cold, hard evidence and d data 
the vast majority of investors never are able to capture the returns that are there free for the taking. If only you will invest soundly and invest properly and use the correct investment vehicles. But the problem is there are so many different vehicles out there. There are so many different investment vehicles, and many of them, they are built to be able to provide the salespeople, many of whom claim to be financial advisors, most of whom are actually salespeople, they develop these investment vehicles around certain themes that allow them to tell a story, that allow them to appeal to your emotions, to make you feel good. And as I said before the break, in, in the world of investing, most often what feels good, what looks good, what is appealing is ultimately not in your best interest. And that's why many, many of you have not been able to capture the returns that are available out there. I just wanted to read something to you that uh, was on, uh, there's a magazine, it's called Investment News. And it's it's in the financial industry, it has uh, a lot of it is written for insurance people, uh, fee, not fee-only advisors. Um, but anyway, let me just read this headline that was in, uh, this was September 19th. Big, bold he headline. As Department of Labor fiduciary rule dies, variable annuities come alive. Sales up for first time since 2014. Let me read that again. As a Department of Labor fiduciary rule dies. Now, if you remember, there has been talk in the last several years about implementing a fiduciary rule which would have required all advisors providing advice in the areas of retirement accounts, things like IRAs and 401k accounts, that they would be required to serve as a fiduciary on your behalf, which means simply a fiduciary is required to put your best interest first. Well, that rule was shot down. So the insurance industry is giddy about this. They are so happy. All these annuity companies, all these annuity sales people are just ecstatic. So again, it says, as Department of Labor fiduciary rule dies, variable annuities come alive. What a coincidence, huh? Sales up for first time since 2014. And then it goes on to say, the death of the Department of Labor fiduciary rule is breathing new life into the variable annuity business. Following 17 consecutive quarters of sales declines dating back to 2014, there was some good news for insurers, that's insurance companies, in the second quarter this year, an increase in sales. Product sales increased 2% to $25.8 when compared with the last quarter's results, according to 
the LIMRA Secure Retirement Institute. LIMRA is the organization of uh, uh, the insurance industry. They go on to say there are multiple contributing factors, including rising interest rates and a strong stock market, but, but the relaxed regulatory pressures played the biggest role in hurting past sales. And lastly, they say, and now I quote, the whole Department of Labor rule is finally completely off the table. Wow, insurance companies can breathe easier. Annuity sales people can breathe easier because they're not going to be held under this fiduciary rule, which means they're not going to be required to put your best interest first. And as I've tried to educate you over the years, less than 10% of all financial advisors out there are 100% fee-only advisors who are, request, who are required to serve as a, a fiduciary. Our firm is, have been for years, but there are very few, few firms out there. Most firms are unfortunately fee-based, and you know what that means. That phrase is used hoping that you hear the word fee and don't worry about not hearing the word only. Fee-based fee can be the worst of all worlds. They can charge you fees one minute, telling you that they're serving as a fiduciary part-time, but then they'll go on the other side of the table, and guess what? You can end up being sold insurance products, which include annuities. You can be sold many other different types of financial products, which include numerous amounts of fees and commissions. So here you have it. Insurance industry puts it in writing, and they end it with nobody's worrying about it anymore, and it's not sucking any energy out of the room. There you hear it. That's what goes on, my friends, behind the scenes that you as consumers are not aware of. So we will continue down the path of insurance companies sending flyers to financial advisors, offering high commissions if they sell their insurance products, their annuities, and also, also for those salespeople that sell a certain amount, that sell a lot, they can even qualify for some really nice trip, maybe in Hawaii or down south. Let me ask you, where do you think all the monies come from to pay those high commissions and to provide those lavish trips to all these people out there that are selling these things? Where do you think that money comes from? Think it just comes out of the air? Of course not. The insurance companies get that money from you. When they front the commissions, when they pay for these lavish trips, all of that comes out of your returns, either in the way of explicit fees or if you are one of those that have been told that there are no fees, like there are many fixed annuity salespeople out there that tell the consumers that there 
are no fees. Well, there may be no explicit fees that come right off of the top spelled out in the contract, but my friend, there are fees. It's called the spread. It's the difference between what the insurance company is making and what they credit you in the way of returns. It's just like when you buy a CD at a bank. Do you think the bank makes money off a CD even though you don't see any fees being charged you on your statement? Of course they do. They pay you 2 2.5%, and then they loan your money back out at, say, 5 or 6 and they're making that spread. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you what another example of what goes on behind the scenes that you as consumers are not aware of, and that's why I continually warn you and encourage you to be very, very careful because landmines are, are all around you. There are television shows, infomercials, radio shows everywhere designed to engage you, designed to capture your attention, designed to get you to let your guard down, and ultimately, and again, I see it weekly with people coming into our office to get a second opinion on what they have, what they've been sold, what they're, what's being recommended, and I see the garbage that's out there consistently. And frankly, it makes me upset because very seldom have people been told the entire truth about the products that are being recommended. Okay, let's go to the news. We come back. We'll pick right back up. If you have something you'd like to ask of me, uh, anything you'd like to share, do not be shy. We're all friends here. You can reach me at 717-540-0580 or 800-724-5801 or shoot me a quick email live here at ffradio at comcast.net. I'm Tim Decker, and this is Financial Freedom. Financial Show Central PA Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. All right, welcome back. Tim Decker here. Thank you again for uh, joining us. Um, we talk about many different things here, but one of the points of emphasis that I continually bring up and will continue to emphasize has to do with your behavior as an investor. Let me share with you what I believe, and I've been in the financial services industry for over 30 years, so I've seen many things come and go. But let me just share with you two very important attributes that are required from an attitudinal attitudinal standpoint if you're going to be a successful investor. The number one, or I wouldn't say it was number one, but one of the most important, and it may very well be number one, is as an investor, the more humility you have, the more successful you will be. Now, what what do I mean by 
by that. Well, what's the opposite of humility? Overconfidence, arrogance, those things right there, if you are overconfident in your investing skills, if you're overconfident that you believe that you have a way to outperform the markets, if you are overconfident in the fact that you believe that you, or if you have an advisor who has led you to believe that they are able to pick individual stocks that are going to provide you with better performance than simply building a beautiful portfolio of low-cost index funds, then you are only going to end up hurting yourself. The data shows that. So the opposite of being overconfident in the world of investing and being arrogant, thinking that, that you have a way to outperform the markets in spite of the fact, in spite of the fact, believing such means ignoring financial science and evidence. If you're willing to throw all that aside, even though we've seen by many, many academic research papers that have actually looked at the numbers and the data, that when you look at the long-term returns of the stock market, which have averaged roughly 9 or 10%, depending on how far you go back. But if you go back to, say, 1926, that's, that's about right. What we know is less than 4% of all of the stocks that have been listed on the exchanges available to be invested in, the entire returns of those 9 or 10% averages of the indexes can be attributed to less than 4% of all the stocks out there. So if you think that you have a way or some financial advisor has a way of being able to pick stocks, even though the academic evidence shows it's a loser's game, then you are overconfident, you're arrogant, and frankly, I would say you're foolish because when you have evidence that says one thing and you choose to go the other way, that, my friend, is not wisdom. So the opposite of doing those horrible things, the opposite of being overconfident and arrogant as it pertains to investing is having an attitude of humility. And quite simply, it says I, nor anyone else, has any idea what the markets are going to do over the next week, over the next year, over the next several years. And because I, nor anyone else, has any reliable way of knowing that, I simply will diversify and I will follow a non-emotional rules-based discipline process in line with my personal goals, my personal financial plan, and I will stick 
to that, regardless of what my friends are saying, regardless of what I hear on the radio, regardless of what I read in some article, because I don't know. Humility leads down the path of getting yourself out of the way and quite simply investing in such a way that you can then enjoy and capture the returns of the markets over the years ahead. And what we know, again, what we know is you will outperform the majority of other investors out there and your risk will be substantially less when you're part owner in the, in this type of por portfolio where you are indirectly part owner of over 10,000 securities and c companies throughout the world, much less risky than turning your money over to somebody or you on your own trying to pick individual stocks. Because I, as I shared with you on an earlier show, the expected return of any single one company stock is not any greater than a basket of stocks similar in size and location. So why would you take more risk if the expected return is actually no more? It doesn't make sense. But the reason people do is most people don't understand. And most advisors don't understand. And most advisors, if they do understand, like to enjoy and, and, and talk about the sexiness of individual stocks and why this stock looks good and the earnings came out this week and, uh, you know, it, it goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, you, you hear shows, um, you, you watch television shows that they talk about all of those things because they know that, unfortunately, most individual investors find that interesting and that's what they want to hear because that's how our brain is wired. So humility is one of the most key attributes in becoming a successful investor. The second attribute that I want to highlight is a dose of healthy skepticism. Be somewhat skeptical. When you hear something that in your mind just sounds a little too good to be true, something's not right. When you hear those things and you find yourself being drawn in and being attracted immediately, Hit the pause button, step back, take time, do your research, find out where the evidence supporting whatever somebody's trying to pitch you, where does that evidence come from? Maybe they'll show you some evidence that's been written by the industry supporting the products that, are, that they are recommending for you. There's nothing wrong with, with having a healthy dose of skepticism, especially in the world of finance and investing, because I will tell you, 
if you write out a list of all of the investment vehicles that are out there, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, annuities, life insurance uh, products, real estate investments, um, the, the list goes on and on and on. When you look at all of those, the vast majority, the vast majority, it's not even close, again, are designed to catch your attention, engage your attention, and then ultimately get you to invest using those vehicles. And at the end of the day, most of them will underperform what you would have been able to achieve had you instead built a beautiful, beautiful, low-cost portfolio of index funds or institutional asset class funds. Okay, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, uh, we have an email that I'm going to uh, uh, respond to, and I would have time probably for one call. If anybody has anything they'd like to ask of me, you can reach me, 717-540-0580-800-724-5801. I'm Tim Decker, and this is the program where we do our very best to look out for your best interest, not the interest of Wall Street. We'll be right back. This is your financial show, Central PA, Financial Freedom, on WHP 580. All right, final segment of Financial Freedom. Uh, I received an email from a listener, Mr. AJ, and he says, Tim, I have too much money in a money market fund at the moment. With interest rates rising, would it be okay to transfer some of it into a very short-term bond fund at this time? AJ, let me just uh, uh, share something with you as well as everyone else. The interest rates that we know are rising are, the, in all likelihood, the short-term Fed funds rate that the Federal Reserve Board controls. As I said, it looks like uh, they're going to announce this week that they're going to have another interest rate hike um, and then probably another one in December. However, as a consumer, let me tell you what that directly affects in the way of rates and what it does not affect. It will affect interest rates on things like CDs. It typically will affect things on interest rates like your money market fund, and it will impact things like um, the prime rate, which is the rate that banks charge for lo loans to their best customers. But the bond market is not controlled by the Federal Reserve. That's a myth. It's, it's a myth that most people are not aware of. Most financial advisors are not aware of it. I have heard on financial talk shows people talking about well with you know the federal the federal reserve board it looks like they're going to continue to increase interest rates that's going to hurt the bond market and blah 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 the federal reserve does not control the bond market if you go back and you look even over the last three years what the yields on the bond markets have done what the yield on the 10-year government bond has done there are times that the fed has increased interest rates and the yields on 10-year government bonds 
have gone down. At one point, a uh, year or two ago, the yield was over 3%. Interest rates started being increased by the Fed, and the interest rates on the 10-year government bond came down under 3 and just recently has now gone back up over 3 uh, as a fr- Friday, it was roughly about 3.06. So the first thing that I want to say is don't allow your investing in things such as bonds and stocks have any impact um, or, or in any way be impacted by what the Federal Reserve is going to do with interest rates. What does impact interest rates with bonds is unanticipated moves as it relates to fear of inflation and strengthening economy. Notice I said unanticipated. The bond market and the yields that are currently provided, I said right now on the 10-year government bonds, roughly 3.06, that reflects everything that I know and that you know about the current economy. That's immediately priced in. What's not priced in are things that we don't know. If all of a sudden we see things that the economy is even stronger than it currently looks like it is, or all of a sudden something pops up where we see unexpected higher inflation, that can cause yields to go up. But let me share with you how you avoid worrying about all that. If the monies that you're looking at moving from your money market fund to a bond fund are designed for things that you don't anticipate, you're going to need to make a withdrawal, say, for three to five years. Find yourself a good short-term government bond fund, at least investment-grade bond fund, and throw it in there. And don't worry about what happens to interest rates over the next one, two, three years. Because if you buy a short-term bond fund where the average duration, say, is about two and a half to three years, and as long as your money is invested for a minimum, say, of three, ideally five years, you'll be fine. And if yields start going up, guess what's going to happen to your bond fund? The share price will temporarily drop a little bit, but you know what's going to happen to the yield? At the same time, as the bond fund reinvests the bonds that mature in in newer bonds at higher yields, the dividend on your bond fund is going to go up. So just match your time frame, your objectives with the investment vehicle you're looking at. If you're looking at an intermediate-term bond fund, then that would be for objectives, you know, say six, seven years or longer. So... Don't worry about what the Fed's doing. Don't worry about all this talk about interest rates. The markets already have that priced in. What's not priced in are things that we don't know. So I hope that helps. Um, I apologize to Blake, um, who was holding that we did not get to your call. But if you'll call back next week, I will be more than happy to uh, help you out. Well, that looks like uh, that's it for this morning. Let me remind you, if you've not yet done so, by all means, please uh, go to our website, take advantage of our free e-newsletter, Insights and Education. Our website address is isifinancialgroup.com. That's isifinancialgroup.com. 
And uh, remember, in the world of investing, doing what feels good is usually not the right thing. What usually is the right thing is having a plan, making sure your portfolio is the servant of that plan, and having a disciplined, unemotional process that ignores all of the noise that's out there and is supported by financial science and academic evidence. Invest that way, follow your process, and you will be rewarded over time. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be with you next week. Take care.